Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. <coughs> really, I'm not coughing because <laughs> I just got a tickle in my throat right then. No, really, it is Jeffy Kennedy. Um, I'm here with my first cup of coffee. <laughs> Today is Thursday, February 7th. I was good and blogged yesterday. It was interesting because I had started out picking a topic from the list that I keep of blog topics and then went off in another direction entirely, but it was an amusing story. Um, furniture, setting up your furniture and the social implications thereof. Who knew it would be such a fraught subject? I do miss that a little bit about daily blogging. Um, for me, writing is very different from talking, and I think that's part of why I am a write-for-discovery sort of writer. Um, the very process of writing opens up ideas for me and helps me think things through. And when I was an essayist, when I first started out, um, that was how I thought about things. I would pick certain what I called pivotal moments, uh, memories or emotional moments that had really stuck with me, and I would write about them. And then I would explore why I thought they mattered to me. And um, I even taught some workshops on it back in the day, back when I did workshops for Wyoming Arts Council. And that was fun because it's a, it's a form of approaching memoir that is, um, I think, eludes the somewhat vicious accusation of navel-gazing. I think, uh, you know, it's funny that memoir gets that... Uh, criticism leveled at it. Well, it's just a lot of navel-gazing when, then on the other hand, we have someone like Thoreau, who's widely admired, but admittedly accused of navel-gazing, saying the unexamined life is not worth living. Uh, I think that, uh, yeah, that that's one way of examining life, and instead of the temptation with memoirs to simply write down all the things that happened. But to make it really interesting to do something like what Elizabeth Gilbert did with Eat, Love, Pray, you have to talk about why those things matter to you. You have to really explore what what the implications are. So when I blogged daily, which I haven't done for quite some time now, but uh, one of my friends, uh, one of the gals I worked with, called it a form of public journaling, which I kind of took umbrage at at the time. And now I think she actually wasn't all that far off. Um, I think I took umbrage because to me, journaling feels like a very private thing that you do only for yourself. And I wasn't doing that. But it is a way of kind of keeping a daily log of your life and what you're thinking about and what's going on. And I think this podcast is doing some of that, but I don't probably delve as deeply as I do if I wrote it down. So that's neither here nor there. I suppose I could go back to blogging daily. There are things that I like about that. Um, yesterday, I switched things up a little bit. So Tuesday, I went to this the first of four yoga workshops that's supposed to be on, it's like 
luminous self-care. And I was really attracted to it. It was not expensive. That was a <laughs> nice, a nice uh, perk. Um, and it was with my favorite teacher. And I think I was attracted to the idea of being luminous. And it was, um, the description built it as, you know, like things, breathing exercises and things that you can do to bring yourself in touch with, um, you know, yourself and improving your health and all of that kind of thing. So the, the workshop, the first one was okay. Um, I did not love it. It, um, it tapped a little too far on my woo-woo meter. And I have a pretty tough woo-woo meter, I think. I'll, I do all get into a fair amount of woo-woo. But, you know, getting to a certain point, I, um, I don't know. I just, something in me kicks in and I'm just like, eh, I don't know. But one of the things that she had us do was think about, you know, like what, why we were taking the class, what kind of self-care we wanted to do. And I was thinking, well, you know, for me, one of my things is balancing, pushing myself to be productive because we need the money. You know, and so for me, you know, getting the words done means getting money in, um, which I don't love that my creative process is connected so um, fundamentally to money, but that's what I get for trying to make my living as a writer, right? Um, so there are times when I push myself hard to write well, you know, to produce on a certain schedule, and that I think is not always good for me that creates stress on me or whatever so you know she was having us think about what things we could do to you know what was one thing during the week that we could change and so I think for this alone the class has been productive because I have and she made us tell a partner so that we had accountability and so the one thing I said is is I really want to get my word count done earlier in the day because if I can get especially if I'm only doing 3,000 words a day which is fairly sustainable for me if I can get that all done before noon then I feel a lot less pressure I'm not doing this thing you know like if I have appointments in the afternoon if I'm going to go see somebody if I want to go to yoga class if I want to go out to lunch if I need to run errands if I need to do business all of those things I, I feel pressure trying to get my word count done so I can make it in time to do those things. And that's not good for my word count. It's not good for me pressure-wise. So I said, well, what I really want to do is get that word count done earlier in the day. And so then I had to start looking at why am I not getting it done earlier in the day? Uh, because I am getting up early, but I tend to dork around I've, especially since I am no longer, since I no longer have the day job. Back then, I had a very compressed and efficient schedule. So, you know, I would, yesterday I tried to be much more efficient. 
I got up and I got ready to exercise like I would have in the day when we were leaving the house and going to the gym and wanting to get back by a certain time. So I got my exercising done early. Um, I got on the the walking desk and wrote the blog post starting fairly early and also and then going right into writing, not looking at internet, not chatting with my friends uh, online, then getting straight into word count and doing my three one hours. And yesterday I managed to keep it to an average of uh, about, I think, 17 minutes between. Um, 15 to 20 minutes, I think, is enough for me to sort of refresh my brain as long as I don't go online. Um, I always think this is the habit I fall into. I think, oh, I can go online and see what such and so is doing, or I could check this or that, or I could look at Facebook or whatever. And no matter my intentions, uh, that is such a time sink. And it ends up being, and I've been tracking, and so I knew that it was good for me to have that reality check, that it was taking me like 45 minutes to an hour between sprints. So that turns three hours into six hours really fast. <laughs> and that's just silly. Um, so yesterday I did better. I um, resisted looking at the internet in between writing sprints. Instead, I took care of little chores around the house like doing dishes or, um, you know, just picking up something, you know, dealing with that kind of thing. You know, 15 minutes goes pretty fast. You don't have to do all that many things before you're out of time. It had the added benefit of me getting, you know, having the dishes all caught up too. So that was nice. Uh, and so then, yeah, I got my 3,000 words a little over uh, before by about 12.15. And that was... It really did help. It was just amazing to know that that was done. And then, you know, David came home and he was fixing lunch. And I went through emails and stuff while he was fixing lunch. And I went online and one of my friends was like, where have you been? You know, I was like, sorry. But, you know, it was fine. It was okay. She missed me. But she's a writer. She understood. So it I, I need to prioritize it that way. And then I was a little more diligent with my afternoon. I've sort of set aside you know, that I'll spend an hour on general business, an hour on working financial stuff, and half an hour on stuff for a software board, and not to go over that. And so I did that, and that was good. You know, I finished reviewing all of the, you know, like the CEFWA tax documents that need to get filed. So that was great. And, you know, I got um, I got the BCC for the Orchid Throne. So that was something I went through and retooled it a little bit. Um, and just, you know, I've got all these things on my list. You know, it's like, oh, well, I need to check this or check that. And so... You know, it was really good. I got those things done, and I was finished with everything um, by about 5 o'clock. And so that was great. And it worked out well. So I'm really going to try to keep to this more efficient schedule. And um, that way, if I end up having to take a day job again, 
then I can, I'm really going to see if I can find something where I can uh, work half time in the afternoons. That would be ideal. So then if I am in the habit again of being very efficient and getting my uh, work count done uh, quickly in the morning in the matter of a few hours, then I can go on to do those other things. When I'll get everything else done, we'll figure out. But I did it before, so I can do it again. So, you know, and who knows, that uh, big movie option might come out soon. Uh, Might come up soon. Might come in. Who knows? You know, you always figure it's just a matter of, like, one person picking up your book and being struck by it. Speaking of being struck by it, uh, we are going to have the Orchid Throne cover reveal a week from tomorrow. Yeah, very excited. I'm excited for you guys to see this. And so the BCC will be ready. We kind of went through that. And um, it's going to be on Frolic, the website Frolic. It's a magazine. Very exciting stuff. So then we'll start really start getting rolling, anticipating the Orchid Throne. And Lonan's War, or Lonan's War. Lone's Ring cover is also coming along. We're just about there on that one. In fact, I do need to put that on my list as something to do business-wise this afternoon, reply to that. But I think it's going to be awesome. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I've um, just rounded midpoint at Lonan's Ring. So that's you know the halfway mark. I think it's all coming together. It's writing much easier than the last book did. It's funny, I've seen people in reviews of Oriah's Enchantment saying that it's another road trip story and that we had a road trip story before in the Tides of Bara. And this is another um, being on the road and being on the quest. And I think that's interesting because I'm not sure why people don't like that or why the way that they phrase it make it sound like it's that's not a good thing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to sort that through. There must be some feeling that if there's a journey going on that it is somehow delaying the the culmination of the story. Like as long as you're traveling that you're not actually doing things. Um, I don't think that's how I see it, but that certainly is a, a reader perception. I think um, being on the road is interesting because you go and you see things and do things, but uh, maybe it makes people feel ungrounded. Like there's a, uh, this is interesting. This might be it, that it makes them feel as if there is not a, um, I don't know, a sense of safety. You're not at home and in your den, you know, sort of that visceral sense of, of being in an okay place. And so interesting to contemplate. All right. Well, being efficient and I have nothing more to say. I think at this point I shall go on my way, but I hope you all have a fabulous Thursday Closing in on the end of the week. Uh, I think, um, 
Oh, was it yesterday? Was it yesterday or today? Today might be Valentine's Day, a week before Valentine's Day when women get together and do fun girl things, which I'm I'm all for. And in fact, I think I am doing an inadvertent Valentine's thing this evening. I'm going to go see Green Book with Megan Mulry as part of the effort to see the uh, Best Picture nominees. So that'll be entertaining. I know my mom's excited because she wants me to go see it. And so there we go. Viggo Mortensen, ahoy. All right. You all take care, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.